she bought that? The 70s one? No, oh. I did. Oh, <laughs> bitch. You're listening to The Fitting Room with Brooke and Bachuga. Hey, everybody. We're back with a TFR pinned. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Has it? Feels like just yesterday. <laughs> Um, but basically we just wanted to chime in with one of these for, um, Couture Week, which just wrapped up, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of wanted to touch on some of our favorite shows. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. What's Um, your favorite? Well, I mean, I think we just got to get it off right, right at the tip top. Okay. Scaparelli. I mean, I know. It's what everyone's talking about. It's what everyone's yelling about. It's literally the (laughs) talk of the town. (laughs) Yeah. What are your thoughts? I uh, I cannot tell you <laughs> how many people are like, what do you think? What do you think? What, what do you think? think? Yeah, yeah, same. I think it's a, I, I love the collection as a whole. Um, I think it's kind of a sin uh, to only focus on three looks. 100%. From, from what he showcased. And what I want to say is that uh, one of the Pechuga... Um, one of my my friends, he uh, his name is Jar. A Pachuga Pal. A Pachuga Pal, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate calling people followers. That's so cringe. Yeah, Pachuga Pal. Pachuga Pal. Yeah, so one of the Pachuga Pals, his name is Giorgio. He's from Italy, and he actually studied uh, Dante's uh, Inferno. <gasps> and he, um, anyway, long story short. He made it a point to 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 denote that uh, Virgil, in fact, did not run into a leopard mm. once he left the uh, the forest. He ran into a lynx. A lynx. Yeah, you read that. I did yeah. see that. Uh-huh. So uh, he was like, Wah-wah. "I hope someone gets fired," and I'm like, uh, "I'm like Giorgio. I'm like." I- <laughs> They got bigger fish to fry. I mean, <laughs> you know it seems what I mean? like it. But PETA came out in support of Kylie's look. And I think, um, you know, I think it was unfair that the the, the atelier that made all of these uh, replicas uh, was getting so much backlash. It's like, no one died. Yeah. No one died. Yeah. But um, as a whole, my God, that chocolate degradé. Oh, my God. I've been thinking about that motherfucker for <laughs> days. Yeah. <laughs> the most As she beautiful grips piece. Onto the, the <laughs> I'm literally like <laughs> gripping my armrests. <laughs> it it blew me away. The I gasped. Really? I gasped. That's a good sign. And then the yeah, the pinstripe with yeah. the nipped waist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god! And all the beaded. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! The like chocolate brown beaded moment. Delicious, just delicious. I love. Yeah. Doja Cat. Oh yeah. She looked bonkers. Yeah. And I, I loved. I loved it. I feel like there was missing like <laughs> needed eyelashes. More. <laughs> needed more eyelashes. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, that's what it is. There was something. Yeah, it was disjointed. You know, it's like my um, friends and I. Yeah. W- by the way, Brett is one. Brett Allen Nelson, who styles Doja Cat, is 
fucking one of the hardest guys I have ever come across. And kudos to him because, dang, he has a great client on his hands too. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I love Doja because she is not afraid to take risks. Yeah. However, with that look, I feel like breaking it up somewhere in from the collarbone to the neck or mm. could have been... Could have been something spectacular, you know, as like a like a collar, a collar, or like a sunburst of some sort. You know, it's yeah. like I'm like that would have been like whoa, an entity needed you more know? jewelry because you know, um, I mean, the look was not subtle, but <laughs> but like you said, it needed it needed jewelry. It needed like a like a glittering, like a contrast somewhere, either of like white or gold, you know, or mm. it would have been like, whoa, you know, instead of like. It was so like, alien and cool and like, oh my God. Yeah. I thought. <sighs> the shawarma uh, memes killed those looks for me. The you shawarma know? memes? <gasps> I don't think I've seen them. Yeah. You know, like the beat, the crystal beaded, like the, the. <gasps> Brown. Oh, oh, I'm I'm in um I'm in in head for Doja's look. I'm not even thinking uh, about the like agate structure bodice yeah. situation. Ooh. But yes, that did look like <laughs> shawarma, shawarma, yeah, or, or al pastor. Al pastor, <laughs> which is what I thought when I saw it, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm she's hungry. Just, she's just like me for real. <laughs> I love you. Um, I will say though. What. The Kylie moment. Uh huh. You can miss me with it. I thought the hair was wrong. Mm. I thought the makeup was bad. Oh yeah. It just didn't. I didn't need to. See, I get. I get it. Yeah. I one hundred percent get it. I get the business. I get the marketing. I get the PR of it all, baby. Yeah. There was something that just didn't hit for me. Um. And I think that it would have been so much stronger yeah. to just have those pieces on the runway. I mean, uh, it's so odd because the whole lion on the sheath dress, you know, itself is so not imaginative. It's yeah. like it's like, okay, we get it. It's like could could have could it have been executed better or with yeah. the, again with more imagination? Sure, you know. Um, but it did read like a PR stunt. So yeah, I felt a little like force fed with that one. Yeah. Yo, you mean (laughs) (laughs) Um, a giant fake lion pelt is is, is something you witness every day? But that said, the rest of the collection, uh, absolutely stunning and kicking off, you know, quote unquote, kicking off couture with Scaparelli is always a joy. Yeah. Um, and I do want to touch point on Blythe Marx's mm-hmm. article for Vogue. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh, what did she say? So basically Blythe um, had a very good point in that, you know, I think what people are kind of forgetting in in this conversation is what the collection will mean for fast fashion. Okay. And specific to you know, everyone's going to be rushing to make these faux fur pieces mm-hmm. that are, you know, in Scaparelli, those heads are made out of silk and, you know, quite a few raw materials. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas, as we know, everyone rushing to make it to the line for fast fashion, it's going to be plastic. Mm -hmm. It's going to be man-made. It's going to be much worse for the environment than maybe going out and buying a vintage pelt or mm -hmm. a vintage fur coat or something. It was quite an interesting article. Really? Um, yeah, I, I actually did really enjoy that read interesting um please everyone read it and also follow blythe on instagram she is an amazing fashion follow mm. um but in addition to scaparelli there were some amazing shows mm -hmm. which one so, was another one of your favorites mm, i mean we talked about it yeah we were so excited for it oh right hater yeah. ackerman yeah. Helmed the Jean-Paul Gaultier couture collection this season. And it was like, I felt like a kid at Christmas yeah. that morning. Oh, okay. Like the Scaparelli morning and then the JPG hater morning. I like woke up giddy, like couldn't wait to roll over and like open up runway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, and I'll... I, and I, 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 I shared this with you. I was not inspired to study the collection as intently as I thought I was going to. Oh. You know, I had I had a Pachuga pal <laughs> reach out to me, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for your review of of the of the JPG Hater Ackerman show." Yeah, and I was like, "Really?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh." <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to keep waiting because my whole thing is like, I'm only inspired by the things that I want to acquire. You know, oh, it's like, I'm all, and then and then yeah. don't get me wrong, it's like I'll I'll look at the face the face value of certain things. Like I know, and the one thing that sticks out to me are the shoes from that show. Yeah, like the. The fine like stilettos with the yes. the wings at the back and like these like fine feathers like that mm -hmm. to me is is sumptuous you know what I mean mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm sure that like the, the all those like safety pin, what were they straight pin jackets the straight pin jacket which yeah is, and, and pants I, they were there were coordinates um, I also believe was there a, like a long coat I think mm -hmm. made of them um, that was so sick. Yeah. I just thought it was so, it just kind of hit for me. And I think maybe because I was so excited about it. Yeah. No, um, you're a huge hater girl. You know, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. There was, um, I, what I do love about Jean-Paul Gaultier are the theatrics. Yes. You know, I love that the models came out and they were doing their like, Haute, haute couture poses yeah. and just like I was like yes <laughs> fantasy you know <laughs> and I you know there are a lot of sumptuous pieces I must say oh, it's the pin tucking mm -hmm. it's the pleating it's the oh my god it's the pants the like handkerchief pants with like the nipped waist oh my god it's that one um oh it's like a nude dress and the bust, it's kind of like, um, like almost like, you know, what a racer back looks like, but it's in the front mm -hmm. and it kind of like comes down lower on the bust and mm -hmm. it's pleated and it had, oh my God, it was the most beautiful nude color and it had like navy blue stripes running down it. Just every single little pleat and nip and tuck, I, oh my God, 
drool. Yeah. Drool, 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 drool. What did you think of the the guest list? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Your ephemeral queen, Tilda, was there. Tilda was there. Timmy was there. Baz was there. Oh, yeah, Baz. The girls were there, babe. Yeah, it's so funny because, like, I saw this. I can't remember where I saw it. Uh-huh. Oh, no, wait. You know what? I think it's friend of the pod, Mario Abad. Mm-hmm. It was Mario. Mm-hmm. It 100% was Mario. So Mario Abad has the best stories on Instagram. Uh-huh. I remember saying it in his episode. Uh-huh. It's, he honestly is one of my favorite, favorite fashion follows. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, he, he kind of zoomed in on uh, a point of... Timmy Chalamet watching the show and his just like his face oh, is mm-hmm. just complete glee. Yeah. And he was like, This, this is, is what the moment. We saw. Yeah. This is the moment of Timmy picking his Oscars look. And then he was like, if you remember correctly, Jared Leto made like some a very similar face when he was picking out his Oscar look at, you know, a certain Gucci show. Yeah. And it literally like, showed Yeah. <laughs> it showed the same like facial expression, like yeah. this like glee. Yeah. This like light in their eyes. Over this like uh, Kelly Green like ensemble. Yeah. yeah. And then it showed obviously him, you know, on the carpet at the <laughs> Oscars. So it was just like that like light bulb moment of him like deciding what to wear to the Oscars. It wasn't Jose Criales who posted that story. It was Mario Abad. I think it was Jose. Was it Jose I, or I Mario? I think it was Jose, yeah. Well, they're best pals. Yeah, so. it makes sense. And they have similar humor. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, I remember like... Either way, it's mm-hmm. literally like there's only like three or four people that... <laughs> yeah, that, get, that would get that. Yeah. <laughs> and us. But yeah, it really, it tickled me. For me, uh, newcomer uh, Robert Woon... <gasps> Oh yeah. So Robert Woon has been around for about a decade. I was reading about about him. Yeah. Uh, he's based in London. He's a POC. He mm-hmm. actually references that in his designs, where he wants to uh, have different uh, body types and different ethnicities wearing his pieces. Yeah. Uh, he counts uh, Lizzo, Tracy Ellis Ross, and. Um, the girls um, as uh, his clients and this was his first couture show first so for couture uh, there is a very 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 strict guideline that's set by la chambre syndicale de la haute couture mm-hmm. in paris that uh, it's like a, it's like a fortress you you gotta have it's it's clothing made to the highest level of standards in the world. Yeah, and uh, only a handful of designers can showcase during the Semaine de la Haute Couture, and Robert Woon is now one of them. Incredible. He has Chanel's backing, which I didn't know. You told me that. Yeah. So he has the support of Chanel's uh, fashion president, Bruno Pavlovsky. Maybe he'll take over because that fucking couture show was a hot mess. It looks all the same. But I will say, what? I will say, Hmm? it was a hot mess (laughs) for couture. Okay. However, Mm. it's my favorite of her collections. Okay. See, now you know how I feel about Maria Grazia Curie. Oh. (laughs) Right. Like, we yes we we know how uh huh we there know was how the like, girls feel about <laughs> yeah there but <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was this beautiful like white lattice 
little like top that they made and just I mean it's like but like I can only say it's like it's like it had like oh gosh I I it's like if visually this is what gets me right a lot of these pieces don't look as spectacular yeah. as the construction behind them you know it's like i think where you know schiaparelli and for example robert woon mm-hmm. they they really give you the theatrics in oh, the, in the clothing you know 100%. what i mean 100% hater uh was the fit and the pleading mm-hmm. you know i think that uh chanel and dior they rely a lot on the craftsmanship of yeah. like the minute detail of like the fall of this and the, like it references 1947 and that uh, it's very historical you know and i think that um whether we like to admit it or not they're still they're still selling they're still selling they're still selling yeah. you know and this is why i love to um so I love to ask always, you know, are we buying it? Are we buying you it? You know, because Robert Woon, I found out prices. So <laughs> Robert Woon, I love <laughs> uh, because bitch <laughs> The collection was absolutely stunning. He was inspired by um horror. Horror yeah. film, and I'm like, oh, he's just like us for real. Yeah. Horror girlies. This is gonna be a fun edit. Because also you know, he has the backing of Chanel, mm-hmm. and uh, pr- the production is in the south of France already. His pieces could be priced anywhere from 10,000 to 45,000 pounds. Special pieces such as bridal wear are closer to 60,000 pounds, and uh, the brand's clients are international with a majority based in the US, China, and the Middle East. Yeah. You know, so again, we say this the, the rich are not hurting. Mm-mm. You know, there is, I mean, and Robert Woon's ascent to onto the, the the international scene and and his acceptance into the the Chambre Syndicale is proof of that. Damn. Because um, now he's like, yeah, he's like, no, couture is actually where we make the most money. Yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's unheard of. Very you very know what I rare. Mean? Which brings me to my third <gasps> person or um, <clears throat> I won't say much, but. What's your favorite? What's your... No, you go. Really? Okay, fine. I did two in a row. You do two in a row, Beach. A, a duo. <gasps> mm-hmm. Victor and Rolf. Okay. <laughs> it was so fun. I fucking loved it. It was so fun. The gown walking in front of the model. You cannot... Like, this is where, you know, I think fantasy... Yeah. Collides so well with craftsmanship and to the point where I think, you know, Alice Carey, um, she's a writer for British Vogue. She came out Mm, with an article mm -hmm. a couple of uh, weeks ago, I want to say, about the return of uh, minimalism and the rejection of maximalism. I... And, you know, in turn, I think it's interesting that Blythe is preoccupied with the doings of fast fashion in regards to this collection because... It's giving fast fashion a lot of credit. <laughs> oh. uh, you know what mm. I mean? And I think that kind of to echo the sentiments of a lot of people uh, that, you know, when the naysayers of Schiaparelli, they were like, this is only furthering, uh, like, this is only furthering uh, the need for people to go out and get these trophies, you know, the, the killing of these <gasps> yes. rare animals. And I'm yes. like, girl... 
seeing a wolf on someone's shoulder is not going to make anyone go out and kill she-wolves. Like, please yeah. have some more sense than that. Yeah. I think that, like, the greater scope of everything, and we say this, right, all the time, um, I think that a lot of these pieces, I mean, they, they serve their, their, their purpose, their mm-hmm. function, and it was to get people to talk. To talk. Yeah. <laughs> and Victor and Rolf had a lot of people talking. Yeah. They you know? Did. And my favorite, I so, oh, this is, you know, um, Jared Leto's Gucci moment and then <laughs> Timothee Chalamet. Uh, um, hater. Hater. Uh huh. Hater. You know, JPG. you saw Doja looking at this like upside down gown. Her, yeah. her and Brett, and I'm like, if this, if she fucking decides to wear that, I would have put it past her, but um, we'd never know if that was her. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there were the memes. I love the memes. I All love, the memes were so fun. I love the gay, um, the gay page memes because one of them uh, made a reference to uh, Goldie Hawn's look in oh, what's that movie? Mm, where she's opposite Meryl Streep. Death Becomes Death Her. Death Becomes Her, yes. Remember in, in the Victor and Rolf show? The whole, With the whole. Yeah, because you're looking at it from above. I, I mean, it's like how genius. And there was someone that made a reference to their uh, previous collection where they cut up all these like tool, ga- like like sections. Yes, of, I loved that one. No one can forget. And I think they had Royce and Murphy mm-hmm. on like a platform performing. performing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, Victor. Funny story about Victor and Rolf that I love. Their scent, their signature scent, Flower Bomb, yeah. was never meant for them. So the way what? yeah the way that that perfume is made is you have the noses right which is usually one sure. like people certain it's exclusionary to one nose sometimes and uh they create a scent which is called the juice <laughs> i studied perfume at paris but yeah. that's why but yeah so and i thought this was, this was fascinating they make the juice and then they have the 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 big companies, right? They they buy it, mm-hmm. and then comes the branding. So they presented this new scent to a to a lot of other designers, and they all did, and they all passed on it. <gasps> so Victor and Rolf, here comes Victor and Rolf, and they're like, "Yeah, we love it. We'll put our name on it." Makes them. Millions. I was gonna say it's one of the like on highest selling perfumes of all time, right? Millions on millions on millions. Well, Chanel is the highest. Right? Sure, but yeah. like compared to obviously, yeah. you know. Well, there are three scents that are um, now the most sought after in terms of like you know, Chanel, um, Victor and Rolf definitely comes mm-hmm. in, and um, Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah. Le, le mal. Yeah. People forget. Also, by the way, to make the juice, to make to make this fragrance, it's like, mm, it's like five cents. <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's a drop of alcohol. It's di- alcohol diluted in water and maybe an essential oil if you want to get fancy, and then it's the flacon that is the costliest, the the bottle itself, and then the packaging, and then you then you can well, hike it up it's... 400, 500, whatever you want. I was gonna say. You know what I mean? That's how they're able to make couture. Is from their perfume from sales. From the beauty. Mm-hmm. Holy. I love it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and you know what? Mind? Good for them because look at what they're doing with mm-hmm. that money. Mm-hmm. 
They're having fun with it, bitch. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. They're living the life. I love it. Okay, now that's my favorite. Now that's my favorite. Oh, really? You can't steal my third, bitch. <laughs> inching out, inching out Ooh. the 93 piece fucking <gasps> Valentino show. So are you happy or are you? Are you <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Tell it. It was so beautiful. Okay. It just, you know, the thing about couture is, you know, one of the main arguments for couture against ready-to-wear, menswear, any of the other quote-unquote seasons, right, Mm -hmm. is that couture in its, like, most basic form is to evoke a feeling. Right. Right? It's to inspire. It's to just give you a reaction. Yeah. This Valentino show. Yeah. Well, it was a roller coaster, babe. Yeah. There were highs, there were lows, and there were mids. But with 90 pieces... I think if we were to edit it down, it would have, oh my God, it could have been perfect. Mm. Here's the thing. I fucking love Pierpaolo. Yeah. I think he is amazing. The silhouettes, the um, like monochromatic sort of, like he did a lot of um, sort of like tights that matched little mini dresses there were a lot of collars you know we kind of spoke on this a few weeks ago that like clown is in he did all of these really beautiful sort of like ruffles and collars and jabots on the shirting and you know which we're used to from him can you tell our listeners what a jabot is yeah so a jabot is um it can be lace it can be chiffon um but it's basically just something that is falling from the throat frilly um oh, it's like a really fancy cravat yeah exactly oh, I love exactly it. but it's suspended and attached like from the neck the suspended jabot yes it's like a collar <laughs> i love it um yeah it's yeah. frills it's ruffles you know it's everything so, that we love about valentino now um but baby we needed to edit god damn that's my question to you how many looks would you have done Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's couture. Right. Right. So Is even couture though... couture here with us in this room? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you would have asked about it? <laughs> I, think, I think if you have a point of view, yeah. you should be able to express that mm. at couture. With 30 pieces or less. Okay. And that's generous. Mm-hmm. 30 pieces is generous, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It could be 20 pieces. But 90 pieces. It felt so, yeah, it feels a little ready to wear it. It really did. And it was, you know, it was such a, fu- I will say, it was such a fun mix of. It was called Le Club Couture. Yeah. It was like a Studio 54 homage. Yeah. Like that, right? And don't get me wrong. I loved every single look that went down that runway. You're a party girl. I am a party girl. It's <laughs> like not true at all. I'm literally like, just, is the party on my couch <laughs> watching You're reviewing Valentina? <laughs> no, no, bitch, you work a watching. lot. No, you're not giving yourself enough credit. No, you work a lot. <laughs> I do work yeah, a lot. shut up. <laughs> um, but that said... Yeah. Pierpaolo, baby, <laughs> 90 looks is too many for couture, okay? Mm. 
Let's save some of those for <laughs> let's save some of those for ready to wear. Funny. Or maybe, you know, uh, let's just hold back a little bit. Let the <laughs> girls have a break. Yeah. I can't even imagine how hard his atelier is working. Looks, 90 looks to go down that runway. That's insane. But you know what? I loved every single one of them. Well, oh, shut <laughs> up. Why are you so... <laughs> That's why I was like, wait, do you... It sounds like you love it, but I understand the... Um, I do, but I do understand where you're coming from in terms of the the sanctity of uh, couture, and um, I mean, again, the the overproduction. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. interesting, but you know, I think again, a lot of these houses have the financial backing of massive conglomerates, you yep. know, yep, and uh, I think that. Yeah, it's like we can, we can, what, criticize how how many, like, collections are being made, but babe, like, there's one being made right now. Oh, there's countless you know I mean? being made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a 94th piece being added to, <laughs> <laughs> to the next cutie look. Your fave. <laughs> well, this was fun. Oh my was, gosh. Yeah. This could have been a, like an episode, not a pin, but like an episode in, in it's itself. It's like a, what's like... It's an extended pin. Yeah. yeah. It's a full fitting, babe. A, wow. Hey, it's a check fit. Yeah. <gasps> it's a check fit. Can you tell us what a check fit is? Yeah, so a check fit, mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that might not know. Me. Um, oh, Johnny. <laughs> I know, I'm always texting you. I can't, I have a check fit. And you're yeah. like, bitch, what are you talking like, about? Okay, dope. Um, So a check fit. So you have, um, you know, your main fitting with a client. Um, and you kind of, if you don't have a seamstress in the room with you, which yeah. often, um, whether it's for time or budget or what have you, um, sometimes you'll just do a fitting and you'll have to pin yourself, which I do 90% of the time. Wow. I love it. Yeah. So I pin all, you know, majority of all my pieces on my clients, take them to my seamstress. Yeah. Um, and then, so a check fit is the f- like sort of secondary fitting Mm. after alterations have been made um whether it's before a carpet before a shoot for you know um getting placed in the closet whatever it is okay dope and it's basically just to make sure that all of the alterations were completed that everything looks good um and so yeah so that's what a check fit is amazing well i love this we learned something new yeah and uh yeah so this is a tfr uh check fit Yeah, for Couture Week. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. Thanks so much for joining us at the Fitting Room Podcast this week. You can find me on socials at Stylist Brooke. You can find Johnny at Pachuga underscore Vintage. You can find us at Fitting Room Pod. And now you can call or text Johnny and I at 724-CHAT-TFR. That's 724-242-8837.